kings and queens and in between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another thorny episode of Yes, Jesus. I'm Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with my bestie. Always blooming and grooming, Azariah Southworth. <laughs> and here at Yes, Jesus, we believe God's grace is sufficient for you. And it's never too late to open your eyes and your heart. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the episode, Paul Got a Little Thorny. Um, we're going to get into the meat and taters of Paul's thorns in a minute. But first, we're going to go to... Miss Pentecost is the first drag queen minister in the United Methodist Church. She is... She yes, is queen. serving, <laughs> looks, and serving the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at Hope United Methodist Church in Bloomington, Illinois. Yes, hallelujah, and a clack, and a clack, and a clack, clack, cow. <laughs> okay, so Miss Penny Cost yes. is really Isaac Simmons, mm-hmm. who was unanimously certified as a candidate for ministry in the United Methodist Church. And as far as anyone can tell, Isaac and Ms. Cost is the first drag queen certified in the United Methodist Church. Simmons is only a year into what is about a five-year process to be ordained in the United Methodist Church. He said, his candidacy comes at a time when the United Methodist Church is deeply divided over issues related to the inclusion of its LGBTQ members. Yes, and... Miss Pentecost's presence has not gone unnoticed, and people have been raising some holy hell about mm. her doing drag and ministry. So Miss Cost's story has been picked up by anti-LGBTQ religious organizations, which is why we want to show her and shower some love on her today. So Miss Pentecost, keep doing what you're doing. It is holy, it is sacred, and it is good. Um, so if you don't know, Miss Pentecost is a 1960s church lady who allows people to think about the ideas that, uh, that they have about stereotypical churchgoers. Um, so that's how Simmons explains it. And, uh, you know, a lot of drag queen names are puns. So, uh, do you know what Miss Pentecost refers to? You, you, I know, you know, but (laughs) do you want to know what it sounds really funny, but I did not put it together until... I heard it come out of your mouth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's uh she's one of those holy rollers. So yeah, she's, she's family. Penny Costal. <laughs> but I thought about it as like Penny and Costi. It's like a Chakul. That's yeah. a very clever drag name. It is. But also there's um, the woman that uh, what was it who offered Jesus like all that she had to be healed right, and all she had was like equivalent to like a, a penny for today. Oh. It's a, it's a trifecta. Yeah, yeah. It's got like three layers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's even yeah, better. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I love a good drag name. Um, yeah. my, I have a friend who actually does drag as a nun, and it's Sister Helen Holy. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah. So this, so Miss Miss Penny Costo, as a 1960s church lady, I think that's a really see. This reminds me of that same type of drag of like the re, the drag in the library and the really mm-hmm. accessible yes. to community drag yeah. um just take you know there's no problem like you know we're on here doing uh, comedic things all the time in the name of god and it's almost like this is the same of thi- same thing it's just we're bringing camp to mm-hmm. church camp yeah i love it i honestly if we ever um if i'm ever touring through bloomington uh, we have to set up uh at least a sunday yeah. I, want, I need to see a sunday service um i mean we'll probably uh get isaac but it would be great if miss pentecost made yes. an appearance anoint me with that oil miss pentecost 
Everybody, you, we are at the portion of our show uh, where we're going to do the praise report and the prayer request. This is where if you have a little something extra that you want to thank God about, let us know and we'll add it to our megaphone. And if you have a little something that you want to pray for, that you want a little more support, um, our community will add us to our prayer list. So we got a really sweet email from Ronald. It's a little long and... There's both a praise report and a prayer request in it, so we're just going to split it up, okay? okay. So uh, here's the praise report part. Um, hey, Danny and Azariah, I want to begin by saying thank you. This podcast not only has been informative, but fun. I work 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. as a housekeeper in a hospital in the operating rooms, and I spend a large amount of my shift alone. And I put on your podcast, and listening to you two makes me feel less lonely. So so hello, we're hugging you right now. Hi. Um, He goes on to say, so thank you for making me feel less alone. I grew up in church and I spent a lot of my time trying to please God. And when when I say I went to church, I mean, we were there two times on Sunday, Mm -hmm. Wednesday evening for prayer meeting, Fridays for youth group. And if any work needed to be done in the church, we were there to do all the cleanup and repairs. I knew that when I was 16 that I was gay. I thought that I had to be straight to follow God. I fought my true identity to follow God. I went to Bible college and believed that I had found freedom from homosexuality. I made this proclamation before the entire college. A little side note, while in the drama team at college, we did a skit to a Christian song, and my roommate and I played a gay couple that come to Jesus. We wanted to perform this in front of the college, and after we performed it for our worship leader at the college, thought it would be inappropriate because of my proclamation. Wow. Okay. I left the college and subsequently the church and since have become comfortable with my sexuality. I am gay and I have since married an amazing man 14 years ago. Amen. Uh, Since 2010, when Jennifer Knapp came out, I have started reconciling my sexuality and faith. And your podcast has helped me greatly with this. Um, I know we have a prayer request portion of this coming up, Azzy, but I want to stop and just take time um, to be grateful for this. To be grateful that we live in a space and in a country and in a place where we can get this message out there and do that uh, freely and feel comfortable enough and reach somebody like Ronald, who is exactly part of our community. That's what we want to do. We want to gather in the name of Christ and just be together. And I think this is a beautiful thing. And I want to give praise and thanks for that. But this story is very familiar. You're shaking your head. You know, the amount of church you put hours you put in and your family Mm -hmm. put in, you know, and the kind of, and and I, I'm reading this at 16, thinking of myself in my Wednesday and Friday youth group meetings and feeling a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. Um, it's great that we could all come together. Let's be grateful for that. And one of my favorite quotes uh, from the mom on Queer as Folk, uh, uh, she said, um, or Debbie, uh, she said, mourn, uh, uh, mourn the losses, for there are many, but celebrate the victories because there are few. So in this, we are victorious in this moment of, of being able to connect to somebody like Ronald at work alone, you know, um, working the, the shift, but he's not alone. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you, and no one is alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like the, the Jesus fish in the sand, here we are. So uh, that takes us to our prayer request, Azzy. So also from Ronald, he says, I would like to ask for prayer. I am trying to complete a degree and am struggling with not only finding time working full time and going to school full time, but also financially. It's not always easy getting funding. Um, So thank you so much for all you're doing, Ronald. 
Oh, wow. You know, the, he says, P.S., I started listening on Wednesday, May 12th, and I've almost finished the first season. And P.P.S., I went to high school with that Mean Girls wh- where it was filmed at. So, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. So, we're ju- I'm just reading this here for the first time, Ronald, so bear with me as I, I struggle. <laughs> but <laughs> that's fun. That's yeah. cool. Um, we're going to definitely pray for you. We know how difficult it could be uh, to try to complete a degree and and working full time and going to school and, and, and financially trying to get it all together, especially in this dark time. But, you know, um, you can... Uh, you can lean on God for this. There's nothing too small. There's nothing uh, too insignificant. There's nothing that you feel is too selfish that you can't just ask God for. Um, God wants you to ask that. So we're going to add that to our prayer and we're going to hope that it becomes easier for you and things become more clear. But kudos on doing all of that stuff and being so ambitious, especially during a time like this, to manage a full-time job and have a degree and everything else. Um, We are proud of you and send our blessings. Azzy, we're going to take a break, and when we get right back, we're going to be here um, talking about pool and the scripture of the day, so just stay tuned. Azzy, we're back, and it's time for the scripture of the day. Hey, 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 scripture of the day. Oh, 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 scripture of the day. Oh, oh, it's soul food. Tell us about it, Azzy. 2 Thessalonians 3.17 I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. This is the mark in every letter of mine. It is the way I write. So get off my yes. back. Yes, that was a writing for Paul. You know who wrote a big chunk of the Bible? Paul. Mm, yeah, I have issues with Paul. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with Paul? Okay, so you know that person that comes out after you? And they get really judgy and preachy about the gay scene or the LGBTQ movement, or they have these really strict and, again, judgy standards. And you think, girl, you're never going to live up to your own standards. That's Paul for Christianity. Oh, like, I'm gay, but I'm not that type of gay person. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so you just, said a, you just said a lot right there. And we're going to need to unpack all of that, which is good, because we have a whole episode dedicated to Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first of all, <laughs> get your notebooks out and take notes. Paul <laughs> was not a disciple of Jesus. I always thought Paul was a disciple. Mm-mm. Nope. In fact, I really did. he was named Saul. So that was his name before Paul, and he was leading the persecution of Christians in, while he was named Saul. And he was there when Stephan, he was the first martyr and was killed. And the, books, the book of Acts says Saul approved of their killing of Stephan. But then after going on a murderous rampage, Paul was traveling to Damascus when he saw the light. Quite literally, saw the light, mm-hmm. blinded by the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the poppers kicked in. And, and, and Acts chapter 9 tells <laughs> that story. Acts chapter 9, 1 through 6. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked. Who are you, Lord? 
the reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. Okay, well, um, so to recap, Saul, he's still being called Saul right now in the story, is on his way to execute more Christians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just casually as you do. (laughs) And when he's blinded by a light Mm -hmm. and he falls off his horse. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And then he hears a voice that is Jesus asking Saul why Saul's uh, persecuting him. Yes. Okay, okay, I'm caught up. I'm caught up. I'm good. Okay. Acts chapter 9, verse 7 through 9 says, The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. All right. Wait, we need to take another break here. So our our boy Saul is blind, mm-hmm. and he's with other people who heard a voice, but they didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And now he's sitting in Damascus on a hunger strike because he doesn't know what's going on. Yes, and here's the strangest part. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're getting to the strange part now. <laughs> there is a Christian in Damascus named Ananias who also gets visited by Jesus. And Jesus tells Ananias to go and visit and heal Saul. But here's the problem. Ananias knows who Saul is. He knows that he is killing Christians everywhere. And Ananias is a Christian. Does he want to be in the same room as Saul? Uh, No. Mm -mm, Honey, no. Would you want to By the way, Ananias, Mm -hmm. I want to name an owl that. But go ahead. Cute. I wouldn't want to be in the same room as a murderous person either. So Acts 9, chapter 13 through 14, but Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to blind all who invoke your name. When God says that this is part of his master plan, you go and you do it. You, can you really say no to God? No, you cannot. Well, you can, but not recommend it. <laughs> so Acts chapter 9, verse 15 through 16. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias sucks it up, goes to Paul and prays over him. And in Acts 9, 18... <clears throat> And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. And then he got up and was baptized. And you know what he did immediately after that conversion moment? What? Right after getting baptized and eating a little food, he just went out like Jesus was his own idea and started preaching and arguing. What? Yeah, he would argue with the Jewish people using his Pharisee knowledge of Scripture to prove that Jesus was the Messiah. And when the Jewish leaders rejected him— he would turn to the Gentiles and start preaching at them. So he got a lot of converts. Oh, wait. So he was a Pharisee? So he was one of those, like, Bible studiers mm-hmm. that, like, knew, I know everything. The one Jesus always yeah. like, was like, well, so if you know everything. He was like, a high-ranking you know. religious person and who uh. had the authority to go around killing Christians and persecute them. 
So well, until you know, God got was, a hold of him. <laughs> he was involved in the cut slash uncut debate around the early church. Like, did mm-hmm. you know about the debate about which penis is better started with Peter and Paul and all the early Christians. I was on the panel. Oh, now you, I knew you knew, girl. I knew you knew. Paul um, clearly came down on the uncut side. He believed that you didn't have to convert to Judaism and be circumcised before you could become a Christian. And honestly, that's the only thing I like about Paul. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> he also wrote 1 Corinthians 13. That's great. But Paul traveled a lot and started his own churches, and he kept in touch with them through his letters. And some of his letters are published in the Bible. Paul was the first televangelist We're only sisters. with mail. Only with mail and not a television, not a television. The churches would write to him with questions or issues, and he'd write back. Like Dear to, Abby. <laughs> right. Trying to help them solve their problems. And so, of course, we don't have the letters written to him, but he does answer some questions in his responses. And some of this got to his head. I think it's easy to think of this as your church. In fact, some of his followers would associate with him more than Christ. He had to tamp that down in 1 Corinthians 1, 11, 16. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's parents that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean to say is that each of you says, I belong to Paul or belong to Apollos or I belong to Cephas or belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, and that no one could say that they are baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanas, but beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anybody else. Paul can really seem like a cult of personality. He has a few manipulative statements in his letters. So 2 Corinthians 1 verse 15, I wanted to come to you first so that you might have a double favor. So that's kind of a little bit of manipulative, you know, like Uh uh make you an offer you you. can't refuse. Right, right, right. Now do this for me. Galatians 1, 11 through 12. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not of human origin, for I did not receive it from a human source, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. But you know what I think is best? When Paul has a complaint, he really whines, even while he's trying <laughs> to sound holy. So here's the best example. In second, Give it to me in a whiny voice. <laughs> okay. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. To keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Wait, so what is this thorn in the flesh? This message of Satan to torment? What is this? It's a scripture that evangelicals love to use. Um, It's often speculated that it's sexual sin, but no one really knows what Uh. Paul is talking about here. So some people think it's his persecution and imprisonment. Not the kind he did to others, but the persecution of him. Yes. So um, others think he had some sort of sickness or disease, but... uh, It's also been said that Paul had uh, epilepsy. You know what the best interpretation is? What what if a thorn in Paul's flesh 
that messenger of Satan was Paul being gay. And Paul mm-hmm. didn't want to be gay mm-hmm. because it was so taboo and everyone said it was a sin and he kept praying for God to remove it and God mm-hmm. didn't. Relatable. So Paul <laughs> got a little thorny. I know several people have prayed to change from gay to straight. And God also said no to them, us included, Ronald up there. <laughs> like, we, you know, still, um, this is a familiar story. Yeah, I'm still waiting for someone to say that God said yes. Well, I mean, prove it. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing, though, if we had a gay person in the Bible who tried to change and God just says, my grace is sufficient for you oh my gosh that would make paul the patron saint of the queers yeah, maybe it's in like uh the the death drop sea scrolls <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i can handle paul being a queer saint uh, but he was <laughs> he, he's he's a little bit of an ego trip and he laid out rules for family that said women had to obey their husbands and be silent in church and he said some anti-gay stuff so. Yeah, but he was struggling with it, but he never married. In fact, he boasted about never marrying. Yeah, and while talking about sex and marriage, he throws out, I wish that all were as I myself am. But he knows that we can't all be celibate monks like he was. Can we, Paul? Look, like, you know, like it or not, Paul is a big part of the Bible. And the fact that he preached to the Gentiles might be the reason that you and I are Christian today. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but what if was, he was gay like and it's just like you know all like i don't know you never yeah, know yeah and honey. like he's he's like this very dramatic queen that oh my god you won't believe what happened on my way to oh, damascus thorn in my side <laughs> on my way to damascus i had this moment <laughs> I, I, t- oh. I took the thing that she gave me and before i knew it, i saw a bright light jesus said honey you need to clean your act up <laughs> Get it together, Paulie. Honey, get it together. (laughs) Oh, Paul, Saul, whatever you want to call her. Hey, you know. A big Christian figure, nonetheless, gave us some really good gems. Um, So we're grateful. We love you, Paul. You're part of the family. Blah, blah, blah. We love you. You're preachy and pushy, whatever, but we cover all sides of the story. (laughs) So am I. We all, you know, but, you know, also like kind of Paul is that kind of hero's journey for for the New Testament story. And and honestly, kind of how my mom always presented it was, you know, like a, a, a blueprint for salvation, right, of the conversion experience. So we okay. give you props. For, yeah, props you know, we for all, not honey, I know I need saved and converting them. Saved. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we you know we have to do everything. Tell tell all sides of the story here at Yas Jesus. So thanks for joining us today. We're going to ask you for your tithe, love offering, charity, act of good. Please write a letter, like an old fashioned letter to a friend or someone you haven't seen in a while. Maybe your grandma. Encourage them. Let them know that you're praying for them. Bring them good news by letter, the same way Paul did. And here is our closing prayer. Dear Lord, we'd like to pray, first of all, just out of thankfulness that we can join together here at Yash Jesus every week. I want to pray that this is something that uh, people like uh, uh, can turn to and have a sense of community when they feel alone. Um, we want to pray for Miss Pentecost, a drag queen minister. She's going to need some support when the haters come for her, but we pray that she has the spirit and the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to bring the gospel to the folks. We pray for Ronald, bless him. Hi, Ronald, working to clean hospitals and operating rooms. That's holy work. Mm -hmm. And working and studying is a lot of work. Lord, we ask that you please give Ron some energy, Lord, some strength, and God some sleep when he can. 
Yes, and we pray for all those who are sharing the gospel long distance and for us who are trying to share the gospel through this podcast to listeners at a distance. Amen. And we're so grateful for all of you listeners. And I'm grateful for you, Azzy and Ross and Meredith and everyone else uh, who works on our podcast. We're so grateful. And uh, thank you for listening. And Lord bless everyone. Amen. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice or your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a a recording at yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just uh, how you all doing. It's me, Paul. We'd love to hear from you. Yas Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and... The ever-repentant Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yas Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustilios, and Steve Michaels. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, God loves you just as you are. So keep praising the Lord, y'all.